We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Then in Luke, the 22nd chapter, verse 53, Jesus, as the hour draws nigh for him to go to the cross, he says, this is your hour and the power of darkness. He said, all right, go ahead, have your fun, have your fun, have your fun. This is your hour and the power of darkness. And I bet they thought, I wonder why he's taking that so good. Because, brother, I want you to know God had some things planned for Jesus. Jesus said, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. And he said, this is your hour in the power of darkness. It's time to be planted now. Just have at it. Just have at it. You couldn't kill me. No man can take my life. I give it up freely. But I'm ready. It's time to plant. This is your hour in the power of darkness. And I imagine the regions of the damned shouted with joy. Then in John, the 12th chapter, verse 31, you hear Jesus say this, Now is the judgment of this world come, and the prince of this world shall be cast out. And I bet the devil thought, what, 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 what's he saying? What's he say? Now is the judgment of this world, and the prince of this world shall be cast out. Now, does that talk like a man that's just a little weak guy, you know, and a little skinny guy like you saw in those Sunday school classes pinned on the wall, a little skinny guy with a little sheep under his arm, just so frail he can't hardly get around. He said, this is the judgment of this world, and the prince of this world shall be cast out. Brother, I want you to know them eyes was flashing with the fire of God. He's about to go to the cross, and Satan is about to get the biggest licking he ever got in his life. And he thinks he's winning. That's the thing that was so funny about the whole deal. He thought he was winning. Now go with me over to Isaiah. Jesus of Nazareth lived on this earth. He walked as a man anointed with the Holy Ghost. He preached the kingdom of God. He taught them that their father was a father of love. They wanted to kill him. They wanted to crucify him. And eventually they did. He didn't resist it. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1. Who hath believed our report? And whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form of comeliness. Now, I want you to notice, no form of comeliness. And when we shall see him, there shall be no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. 
They came and they took Jesus and after a mock trial they hung him on that cross. And he hung there suspended between heaven and earth and he gave his life blood. It's just like he said, no man will take my life. I give it up freely. You see, there was no sin in him. He wouldn't have died. He wouldn't have died. He'd hung there a thousand years and never died because there was no sin in him. He was not operating under the law of sin and death unless he gave it up. The Bible says he gave up the ghost. And he said of himself, I will give it up. No man's going to take it from me. I'll give it up freely. So Jesus hung there between heaven and earth, and darkness came on the earth for three hours. The people didn't see it. They didn't understand it. Nobody brought their lantern in the middle of the day. There was something that took place on that cross that was so awesome. Nobody saw it but the prophet Isaiah back in the 52nd chapter. Verse 13 and 14, he says, Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. As many were astounded at thee, his visage or his countenance was so marred more than any man in his form more than the sons of men. The Hebrew literally says, and the Amplified, I believe, says it this way, that his countenance was so marred that he did not even resemble a human being. What happened? Surely he hath borne our grief and carried our sorrow. He was wounded for our transgressions. He carried our sickness. He carried our diseases. I'm convinced that every disease, every curse of the law, you know, Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. And if ye be Christ, you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. For cursed is everyone, you see, that hangeth on the tree. He suffered the curse for us. The curse was threefold, poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. He suffered it here on this earth. Now, you know that he was never sick. As far as the scriptures reveal, there was no sickness upon him while he walked this earth. He healed sickness and disease. He destroyed the work of the devil. But when he hung on the cross, I'm convinced that sickness ravaged his body. Every sickness, every disease. Why would the prophet say that there's never been a man so marred and scarred and twisted as this man? Arthritis. All kinds of disease twisted his body. In fact, you get into the, I believe it's Psalms, the 22nd chapter, and some other scriptures that we'll use in the next service. You find that the Bible says the psalmist David tapped into it in prophecy and said, I can see all my bones. Every bone was out of joint. Every single bone in his body was out of joint. Now, that didn't happen when they dropped that thing in that hole. The chastisement, the Amplified says, the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. All of your sickness, all of your disease, all of your pain, all of your suffering went upon Jesus of Nazareth in the darkness there as he hung suspended between heaven and earth. God could not look upon his son. The heavens turned dark. It refused to shine upon it. And men didn't see it. They didn't see it. They couldn't have stood it. 
it was such anguish and pain that Jesus of Nazareth suffered. And I think the Amplified puts it very fitly, the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. The punishment needful and the suffering, the curse of the law, even the thorns that crown that was put upon his head made of thorns was of the curse. Thorns are under the curse. They crowned him with the curse. And he suffered your curse for you that you wouldn't have to. Glory be to God. And I'll tell you what, there's something awesome here. We're not going to be able to get into it today. But I want to read a few verses down and just throw it out to you. Now there's controversy about this. You don't have to believe it. I'm just going to give it to you the way the Bible says it. You can make up your own mind. I have my own opinion, but you make up your own mind. As we come on down to verse 9, it says, He made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his death. Now the word death there in the Hebrew is plural. It does not mean death. It is deaths, plural. He made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his deaths, two deaths, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. You know what that literally says? God made him sick. That's what it says. God made him sick. Now these people are always saying God made somebody sick. Here's the one that God made sick. And he made him sick with what belonged to you so you wouldn't have to suffer it. God made him sick. And when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed and he shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand and he shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall his righteous servant justify many, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors. He bare the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressor. Now listen, verse 9 tells you that he made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his death. The controversy has raged for years. Did Jesus die spiritually? Man was spiritually dead. How can you revive a spiritually dead man with a physically dead sacrifice? You know, common sense would tell you that if man is spiritually dead and he has to be restored to spiritual life, there has to be spiritual death to redeem that man. You can't redeem it with physical death. It's an impossibility. Here it says deaths. Two deaths. Jesus died two deaths. God bless you. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. And before I leave the broadcast, our offer all this week is CD offer number 7208. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. CD offer number 7208. It's called The Miraculous Conception. 
Now, in the scripture, we find that more than 700 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah prophesied a virgin will conceive and bear a son. Well, we know that it happened that way. In Luke, the first chapter, verse 30, we find that an angel appeared to Mary and said, Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and his name shall be called Jesus. She said, How, seeing I know not a man? Now notice, she didn't doubt it in the wrong sense. She just wanted more information. And he said, The Holy Ghost shall overshadow thee, and that child that be born of thee will be called the Son of God. Then what did she do? She received the word sent from God by the angel. She conceived it in her spirit. It manifested itself in her physical body. And the embryo in her womb was nothing but the word of God. And the scripture says the word took upon itself flesh and dwelt among us. And this is the miraculous conception. Now, many people today in religious circles don't believe in the virgin birth, but it's the thing that makes us able to be redeemed from sin because of Jesus. He had to have a physical flesh, blood, and bone body to give for the life of mankind, and that's how we can, through his shed blood, be set free from our sins. That's CD offer number 7208. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. That's 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the devil is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.